There is a popular adage in Africa that says it is from the black pot that the white pap comes out. Interesting, right? You would see this adage play out in today's episode. My name is Uju. And my name is Bumi. Welcome to the Africa Borderlands Center podcast, a 12-episode podcast series of the Africa Borderlands Center. We're sharing stories, rich, inspiring stories, and experiences of people living in borderland communities across Africa. Last week on the show... I wonder who came up with the idea of cutting women as a rite of passage. Passage to where? I wake up every day thinking about ways to put an end to female genital mutilation in my community and the world around me. A lot of research has been done on FGM and it has been discovered that there are no known benefits. The practice. Rather, it is widely recognized as a threat to women's rights and considered non-humane. It is pretty much a tale of woes, you know. Just look at it. I am a woman and I've had uh, genital mutilation yeah. and each time I need to have sex with my husband I have pains I will not want to each time he approaches me there is that fear of that pain and that's a psychological trauma they could also get up to say oh no we don't want our son's wife's cut that could be a point or an area they could harp on to drive home the point if men and boys jump into the advocacy to make a world of impact i really believe that it would the africa borderland center podcast We looked at the plight of young girls in West Pokot County of Kenya and how they are susceptible to being caught in light of female genital mutilation and rite of passage from childhood to adulthood. You can go back and listen to it. It's really worth listening to. Our focus today on the Africa Borderland Center podcast is on Nakonde, a densely populated border community in the Muchinga province of Zambia. It connects Zambia to Tanzania, actually. Now, in Nakonde, we'll be looking at cross-border trading and how a financial technology can enhance these trade activities for good. Now, we'll also be speaking to Moses Mwanza, who is at the heart of these innovations. We'll get to find out about his motivations, I mean, what makes him, what, what, what makes him tick, like we often say, in spite of the challenges and how he and his product are enabling cross-border trading through technology. It promises to be interesting. Also on this podcast, we would have the privilege of speaking to some beneficiaries of this technology and how it has made their life and business a lot easier. Isn't it interesting to know that about 85% of Zambia's exports go through Nakonde? Now, given this fact, you'd expect such a border community to be well-developed, probably with well-organized housing, drainage system, and the likes. But things seem to be the opposite. Nakonde is no doubt a busy border crossing with both rail and road traffic. But what you get in this town are inadequate housing, poor road infrastructure, dismal power supply. Deplorable sewage system is unbelievable. Inadequate supply of potable water. In fact, poor schools 
and the absence of tertiary institutions. I could go on and on. No, it is it not Just interesting. Hold it. hold it there. Now, for a settlement, for a settlement that houses over 200,000 people and sits on 4,809 square kilometers, one would have expected better. True. Now, a friend of mine will often say, these are the issues. Right. Yeah. You could say, these are the challenges in this case. But we're going to focus on the triumph instead. Okay, it's not going to be a gloomy day. And you recall, Uju, when you started, you said yes. it is from the black pot that the white pap comes out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives us an idea of uh, the direction our conversation will be going today. So today it's not all about gloom, like Bumi has said, and sad stories from Nakonde. Moses Mwanza assures us of that. When people hear innovation, they automatically think of complex high-tech inventions. But that's not always the case. As humans, we solve problems every day. Let's say you've cooked a meal, and even though you have a plate, you have nothing to eat or save it with. If I can provide you with a spoon or a ladle of any kind, I have solved your problem without being a programmer or a big scientist. It's that simple. Innovation is about creating solutions to problems, no matter how trivial. Stay with us to tell you some more right after this break. Still to come on the Africa Borderland Center podcasts. So uh, Village Savers is um, a web application and it provides two solutions. So the first part is uh, the savings uh, platform which uh, provides a digital and automated system for informal savings group. And saying, hey, why do we have this currency issue? Why can't we all sit down together and find a way to work them out? As opposed to country A wants to trade with country B and then they still have to bring in a currency that is neither of theirs, mm. you know, as the meeting point. And he was advocating that this should actually, you know, come to an end. My aunt was, um, my aunt was a widow. The husband died and then he left three kids and my aunt was looking after these uh, three kids. My aunt was a marketeer. Um, you know, a marketeer, these uh, people who sell uh, merchandise in makeshift um, markets. So she was selling vegetables and here we have dry fish called Capenta small fish. And you know, she was struggling to raise the kids. You see a problem, you're thinking solutions immediately, solve yes, yeah. instead of wailing. So Moses um, embodies this particular characteristic so, so well by converting the pain his widowed aunt and other women like her were having into such an amazing solution like Village Savers Act. The Africa Borderlands Center Podcast. Welcome back to the Africa Borderlands Center podcast. I'm Bumi and she is... Uju. We were talking about the border town Nakonde in Zambia and what living there is like. We already gave you a glimpse of Moses Mwanza and uh, he's the kind of person you can refer to as uh, what we call a diamond in the rough. Right. 
Okay. Yeah. That's, that's quite interesting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, for just for you to get clearer view of who Moses is, he's a project management specialist. Mm-hmm. He's an innovator mm-hmm. and a tech enthusiast. And there's more about Moses. Moses is also a co-founder and CEO of Village Savers Technology Limited. This is a fintech company that promotes financial inclusion in low-income communities through the Village Savers app and also provides an e-commerce platform for small-scale cross-border traders in Zambia. Moses is passionate about financial inclusion, sustainable development, and climate change. What a guy. Yeah, amazing, you could say. Now, growing up in Zambia, Moses has always had a passion for solving problems, like he said earlier. And he believes in the ability of Africa to solve her problems. So think of the numerous challenges in Africa, whether technological, governmental, security, security, sociological, whatever kind of problems. Moses is one of the Africans, maybe few, I'm not saying few, but maybe few, right, who believe that Africa has the ability to solve all her problems, as opposed to waiting for the West to invent something and then copy it or import it. I totally agree with Moses. It is in us. It's innate. We just need to begin to look at it. When I say we now, I mean Africans. So, uh, Village Savers is um, a web application and it provides two solutions. So, the first part is uh, the savings uh, platform, which uh, provides a digital and automated system for informal savings group. So, you know, in our um, communities, we've got a section of the community where we have unbanked. Uh, you know, people that have no bank account and then they can't access financial services. So they form groups, which we call here village banking groups. Um, in our local language, we call them Chidimba. So these groups, they pull their resources together, uh, maybe monthly or weekly, and then they lend to each other and that is a source of capital to them. So because they were using physical records, like uh, the recording in books, we came up with a solution to help them digitize, get those records and put them on a digital platform so that, um, you know, in terms of human error, we eliminate that. There is transparency because everyone in the group are able to access the records and also there is trust because a system can automatically uh, calculate how much uh, one has saved and how much interest one has made in a, in a cycle, which is a period of one year. Then the second part is an e-commerce platform. We call it the marketplace. So this came about because of the challenges that were brought by COVID-19. So people mostly in the borderland centers who rely on crossing the border, you know, every time to sell or buy uh, goods, they were, uh, you know, affected by COVID-19 because of travel restrictions and travel bans and also high cost of uh, obtaining the tests for COVID, for instance. So there were these barriers that uh, prevented them from crossing the border and do business as they do normally. So we created a platform where they could buy and sell without physically moving um, across the border. So that is the second part.
In the middle of the challenges traders are going through, Moses Mwanza decided to see an opportunity to make a difference and provide a glimmer of hope to the traders, particularly women. Now, this is the part where Moses has won my heart. Women who deal in cross-border trade of farm produce like beans and rice. Now, there's more. These traders... Prior to the creation of the Village Savers app, that's the app we've been talking about, mm-hmm. they've had to grapple with a number of challenges. Now, I'll just, you know, go through a few. Unnecessary levies, unnecessary levies which erode profits eventually, you know. While trying to cross the border, uh, you have officials who say, hey, what are you carrying there? What's this? Oh, pay X levy, pay that, pay this. Eventually, you look at it, what is left of their profits? What are they, uh, you know, we call what you make will say take home take home right now so what is there to take home home. you know there's also the uh, aspect of currency exchange issues i recall an african leader recently talking about his country and any other african country and saying hey why do we have these currency issues why can't we all sit down together and find a way to work them out as opposed to country a wants to trade the country b and then they still have to bring in a currency that is neither of theirs Mm. you know as the meeting point and he was advocating that this should actually you know come to an end so currency exchange issues comes in there the challenges with commuting back and forth you know the border nakonde through to the other side you know uh, that's tuduma in tanzania back and forth and so on so Cecilia, who's a trader will tell us more about these challenges There are conditions whereby the Tanzanian can have shops in Zambia. You ask Zambian, we can't have shops there, which is not fair to us. If we can have equal chances, that can be fine. But it's not happening here in Akonde. We now have more than a fair idea of the numerous challenges small-scale traders grapple with across the Zambia-Tanzanian border. Now, you have about 70 to 80% of informal cross-border traders as women. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a, a huge lot. number. When you get 70 in school, that's an A. That's an A. Yeah, so right. 70 to 80% of informal cross-border traders as women. Now, thousands of people are actually involved in this trading, and it helps to scale down poverty as well. Now, in spite of the government's efforts, carrying out transactions was such a snag prior to the app coming that on board. That is such a breath of fresh air. I'm talking about the Village Savers app. Such a breath of fresh air. Now, with the advent of the Village Savers app, which is a game changer, all of these challenges are now a thing of the past. But first, what spurred Moses to venture into solving this particular problem, you might ask? So, um, it all started about... 23 years ago, uh, when I was a kid, you know, I, I visited my aunt. My aunt was um, my aunt was a widow. The husband died, and then he left three kids, and my aunt was looking after these uh, three kids. My aunt was a marketeer. Um, you know, a marketeer. These uh, people who sell uh, merchandise in makeshift um, markets. So she was selling vegetables and. Here we have dry fish called Capenta, small fish. And you know, she was struggling to raise the kids until she was introduced to the concept of 
um, group savings by a friend. So a friend uh, belonged to a group which was, you know, saving and then they were accessing funding like that. When my aunt joined, uh, she was also able to access some funding to boost her business. But uh, you know, uh, all these innovations when they come, they come with their own challenges. My aunt's group also had challenges. So she used to come home and complain about, uh, you know, how she didn't expect to get maybe a certain amount of interest or how um, the administrator or the secretary to the group did not uh, write the figures correctly. So she was complaining while she was benefiting, but she had all these complaints. So um, I told her, I promised her that I was going to come up with a system that would help her automatically calculate and also help um, maybe the secretary of their group not to commi commit, you know, errors or, you know, all those things. So fast forward to uh, 2020. Um, you know, after I'd gone my, my own life, I was doing some other things, it just clicked and came back to me to say, look, there are a lot of people in Africa that are like my aunt. They are still going through the problems that my aunt were going through. Actually, in Zambia, we have um, over 50,000 savings groups like that of my aunt. They, are, they come from a section of, you know, unbanked communities. They can't have a formal bank account. So they rely on the same informal savings to get the capital to, um, to supplement uh, their businesses. So we came up with uh, the village servers system, which a concept came from the problems that my aunt were going through. And I have to mention that those problems are the same from 25 years ago, 23 years ago to date. They are still going through the same, especially in rural areas and low-income communities. So that's how we came up with uh, the village servers. And we started working with um, a lot of people, especially in the borderland communities. And so they were saving and were helping them with the digital tools. And they were um, improving in terms of their trade until, again, uh, COVID came. So when COVID came, their normal way of doing business was also disrupted because they couldn't cross the borders normally. They couldn't buy uh, goods and bring them physically. So um, it, was, it was difficult for them to do their normal trade. So we came up with what we are calling uh, a marketplace, which is an e-commerce platform where cross-border traders can buy and sell goods without having to cross the border. And um, so we created for them and uh, we helped a lot of cross-border traders, especially in the Livingstone and Victoria Falls um, borderland community in Zambia and Zimbabwe respectively. The Village Savers app has clearly, undoubtedly solved the problem of unregulated cooperative groups, particularly in that small Nakonde enclave, uh, by helping groups improve on their savings and sell their wares via the e-commerce component of the application. Where such arrangements for savings are unregulated, what you have is chaos, poor record keeping, little or no accountability, betrayal, losses, 
I mean, the list is there, almost endless. It's almost endless, especially where women are concerned, especially when these women also contribute a large quota to their family's income. And having all of these um, issues um, attack in court their savings, nah, cannot be uh, a good idea. Yeah. I heard a successful entrepreneur say one time that pain brings out a lot of good from you. And with what Moses Mwanza has accomplished for the good people of Nakonde, one can only appreciate the pain he went through, seeing his widowed aunt with three kids and several others like her being helpless in terms of their savings, credit, and other accompanying challenges with their small-scale cross-border trade businesses. And that's one beautiful characteristic of an entrepreneur. You see your problem, your thinking solutions immediately, yes, instead of wailing. So Moses um, embodies this particular characteristic so, so well by converting the pain his widowed aunt and other women like her were having into such an amazing solution like Village Savers app. Yeah. The people in the borderland communities can actually benefit a lot from our village savers um, in, in, I can say, in two ways. So the first one, you know, most of these informal uh, traders who cross the border to buy and sell goods, uh, they've got small capital. And most of them, like I was saying, they are unbanked, meaning they can't have a formal bank account. So through the village savers model, they can form a group and use our digital platform to manage their informal savings group. Like that, they'll be able to access the financial services or funding that can boost their businesses and then they can improve and grow their businesses. That's the first part. The second part, our e-commerce platform, you know, it's actually beneficial to them in many ways. One, they don't have to spend transport to go, to cross the border to go and buy. When they can buy online and, you know, just get their goods or on a transport or a transporter who can bring stretch to their shop. Like that, one, it's safe because um, in these borderland communities, especially for those people that go to South Africa, we have been hearing of being, people being attacked, people losing money, people losing their goods. So when they order online and then there's a transporter, that brings their good. One, they are saving money, they are protecting themselves against things like you know losing goods or uh, money being stolen. So I think the Village Savers app provides a lot of um, um, benefits to the people in the borderland community. So with the gains so far recorded with the app, the possibilities are simply limitless. Amazing. I, can, I, I can't even finish thinking about it. I mean, we're not exactly traders. Yeah. You know, we're not situated, um, you know, where these particular people are, but we can identify with them. We're Africans. We already know what these challenges are. Cut across the yeah. uh, majority of the African countries. So... As, as we started uh, this innovation journey, um, we were not without challenges. So we've faced a lot of challenges to the users or beneficiary themselves and also from our side. So in terms of uh, the beneficiaries, one, I think one of the biggest challenges is maybe language barrier. 
and also the other language is um, uh, you know the digital knowledge so if we introduce um, a solution which is maybe digital uh, most of the people are not you know digitally informed so um, they tend to struggle to transition from what they know to um, the new things that we are providing them that is one the second one also there's a lot of mistrust among especially in the savings groups because they feel if they use the digital platform they will lose money or they will lose so we've uh, we've had to do a lot of financial literacy uh, trainings um, you know digital security where we we, we take them through um, the system and show them that it's actually here to help them and not to disadvantage them. Um, we've gone further to do a lot of sensitization campaigns like roadshows, especially among the uh, you know the cross-border trader community, where we show them you know how maybe their fellow cross-border trader benefited from the system, bought goods without crossing the border, and then they saved a lot of you know money through that process. And we've had. Um, successes in terms of uh, you know mitigating these challenges coming from from the um, you know the innovations that we are we are proposing innovation is about creating solutions to problems no matter how trivial because seemingly small problems can mutate to become really gigantic ones if it's not nipped in the bud in time we actually have big plans for the future with village servers. Um, the success that we've recorded here in Zambia and a bit in, in, in the border across Zimbabwe uh, immense. They actually demonstrate that a lot of people can benefit from our solution. So the immediate steps that we want to take is to scale um, this innovation, to scale to other parts of, we start with Southern Africa first. We want to take it to our neighboring countries and we want to also extend it maybe to South Africa because that's where most of uh, our cross-border traders get their, their goods. So um, ultimately we want to take it to the whole Sub-Saharan Africa so that a lot of you know, uh, unbanked communities or cross-border traders like these we are helping in Zambia can also benefit and improve their livelihoods. Um, right now, I think a bit of a challenge that we have is capital. For us to be able to do all these, we need to find, for instance, equity partners who would want to invest in our, our, our company so that we can onboard a lot of groups. Um, like I said, uh, in Zambia we have over 50,000 groups, so we want all those groups to be on our platform. In, in Zimbabwe there are a lot of groups in Botswana and other African countries that would want or benefit to benefit um, when they use our, our platform. So we want equity partners and other funders who would want to get on board and help all these um, cross-border traders. We believe there are lots of Moseses out there. 
You may just be that torch bearer that everybody is waiting for. The problem you are called to solve may look like an uphill task, but you never know how the proverbial taking the bull by the horn on your end could liberate many lives, provide succor for them, and bring smiles to their faces. Now, this life is really about how many lives we are able to touch eventually, just as Moses has done and is still doing. It's even better to yeah. try yeah. and not succeed the first time than not trying at all. Because you would never know your level, your capacity. Yeah. yeah. So catch you on the next episode of the Africa Borderland Center podcast, where we will be delving into how persons living with disability thrive economically in Nakonde. You'll be taking a journey with us into a whole new world. Hmm, Believe new me, world. you don't want to miss this. My name is Uju. Keep a date with us on the next one. And my name is Bumi. Thank you for listening. Borderlands Center podcast is brought to you by the United Nations Development Program, UNDP, Africa Borderlands Center.